0: Good afternoon, and welcome to our final episode for our season three podcast. Uh, I am Ben, your host today, and I am joined by Ben and Sam. Say
1: hi, guys. Hello. Hello. I never and... get over the way you start these. You sound like a geography teacher, like welcoming a class at the start of the year. Didn't Good you afternoon. say all
0: the way back in series one that I was more more like a show host? Yeah, you no, know, I've decided so you were a so so you're like
2: local radio DJ. That's what I
0: say. Yeah, you've been to most yeah. from local radio to geography teacher. Jeez, I'm, I'm getting worse and worse at these, aren't I? Well, you know. Jeez. Anyway, moving on. Uh, today's episode is all about food. Now, normally we'd tell you what drinks we're having, but Sam is currently in the office, so he has to be teetotal by enforcement um ben i'm not sure if you've got enforcement
1: by by choice i work for a church in in the middle of the afternoon and it's the middle of the afternoon i'm not i'm not slamming back drinks at three o'clock in the afternoon in the office on a saturday
0: true okay so sam's having water if he's having anything ben did you say you have
2: anything i have a drink of water as well interestingly um
0: yeah.
1: The, there was a power outage at the uh, at the office the other day and the um, boiler's been on the blip. So I came in this morning and there was no hot water, which is great because it meant I couldn't have tea or coffee from the, from the hot water boiler thing. So I've had... Areas. Yeah, it's been pretty devastating, not gonna lie. That
2: is the real... That's the real crisis right now. Forget Texas.
1: The heating for you at the office a bigger issue Setting texas aside because obviously that's mental Mm -hmm. um also did you see ted cruz caught caught coming back into texas after spending a couple of weeks in cancun to get away from the cold weather in texas which i thought was awfully funny yeah um classic ted cruz you might say classic ted cruz yeah he's he's had a couple of blunders recently hasn't he um it's it, the the church centre in which I work. It's gen the last couple of days. It's genuinely been colder inside than it has been outside. That's not uh, ideal. That's not ideal. I hate it when that happens. Not ideal at all. Wow. So,
0: That's... yes. Moving on. Let's start with some memorable food moments and some amazing meals that we've had in the past. um I don't know who wants to start, but I currently have one on my mind, and I wish I could go grab one at the moment. But the last time I went to Malta, they had these awesome cheese pastries. I think it was feta cheese, and they were the most delicious things I have ever had, ever. I think they were like 50 cents per pastry, which meant, um, obviously, it meant you ate a lot of them, um, because they were dirt cheap, but they were
1: absolutely gorgeous.
0: I'm trying to remember I, the
1: name of them. I'm going to have to Google it. but <laughs> I, That's something that whenever you go to somewhere on holiday, one of the best things to do, and I this is a tip I got off a, a YouTube channel I watch, is whenever you go to somewhere new, try and find a local bakery and get there as it opens. Now, I can't say that I've done this a huge amount because I only saw more recently. But it's something that I do think is cool. Like You go somewhere in France and just go and find a local bakery and get in there super early in the morning and just get like really really fresh baked goods um, okay, i actually have a
2: story bang on topic with that can i share it yes Amazingly. So, I, this, wasn't on, this wasn't even on my mindset but so back when i was with my ex and we were visiting her family in america there was a local bakery that had opened that it was relatively new and they only opened on a saturday so like um, it was quite like it like so you you had to you didn't have to if you wanted the pick of everything you had to get there early in queue you could arrive later and would still probably be some nice stuff available but sort of we were like well we're here for two weeks and and at the time even my um uh my ex's family had not actually been to it yet they'd just heard about it so no one had been yet um and uh so we got there at like five in the morning to start queuing Wow. To open at seven. yeah it was hardcore they had like cones set out and like it was queued like down the street and around the corner by the time they opened um and they had uh this was i probably say like the pinnacle of american baking american are known for a lot of things but like you know fine pastries isn't one of them but they do make they they have this sort of now subset of hips hips to sort of bakeries that are doing yeah. really cool things so they had breads and that but the main thing was like the pastries and cakes and so i got two things um because i'm fatty um so i got i got a glazed croissant which was amazing yeah absolutely amazing um and i got a dark chocolate sea salt cruffin which was oh cruffins are great yeah i've never had had a cronut uh i don't like cronuts i've tried them i don't like them really Um, just yeah, but I've tried the MS ones uh from the bakery, which are meant to be quite oh, the, nice. They're really pretty. They, but... Are they
1: still the, the yum nuts, Santa's yum nuts? <laughs> yeah, yeah, which I'm not into
2: those. The worst
1: name for a pastry that I've ever seen. My mum said she had it, right? Yeah. Um I, and I was chatting to her and she said it was actually really disappointing.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't like them. But this this one was absolutely amazing, and this bakery it was so good. We went back the next week, um, and I got I forget I got something else uh and we we did the same thing we queued up again and we got some more stuff um it was properly cool and that was a very much an american experience i mean we have some great bakeries locally to me here but it was just a really really cool thing um and that was t- kind of sam uh what you were talking about there i'm trying to remember the name of it hang on because i did if you go to my youtube channel ben clark youtube this is not a plug it's just genuinely there i did do a <laughs> vlog of it so if you do want to see it um it is actually there if you stroll back a little ways what was it called hang on a second born and bred that's what, obviously but bread nice. smelled like bread what you a, know, a, uh, good yeah um, and it was it was it was really cool yeah so that that actually sam inspired a good story there
1: i think you know different countries have different things they're kind of attributed with i think in you know you have in france you have the patisserie don't you You, that Mm -hmm, kind of mm -hmm. where they do the really fine kind of pastries the croissant and eclairs and macarons and then you have in britain you have bakeries and i guess the most famous british bakery is probably greg's and i think that's a massive commercialization of the classic english bakery you've got sausage roll the pasty the 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 iced bun you know that kind of all those
2: classics
1: yeah i love an iced bun like i really love an iced bun but i think a rise of things in britain particularly i know it's it's very popular in america the donut is very popular in america but mm, donuts man. become trendy in in britain recently haven't they i mean yeah. there's one particular place in london which is it just blows my mind at how good it is and it's um it's called cross down donuts and they've got a few places all over london but they make their their donuts with um sourdough and yeah. they are actually spectacular. They have like a mango and, and chili one. Uh, they've got like an insane maple bacon one. It's just mind-blowingly good. They're like donuts. And when you get them fresh, they're like, oh, my! I, I'm just, I'm, I'm in a happy place thinking about them right now.
0: I'll tell you what I really like. Um, and I'll tell you in a moment, because I have just Googled what that pastry was. Uh, is mm-hmm. the pasties, which is a traditional savoury pastry from Malta, uh, usually with a filling of either ricotta or mushy peas,
1: and oh, a mean, very popular well-known bad, but...
0: traditional Maltese food.
1: I'm not going to lie, mate. I was really bad. on board with that until you said mushy peas.
0: <laughs> to be fair, the mushy peas aren't in with the cheese, okay? You do get cheese only, and those they ones do ones they were beautiful.
1: beautiful. So what what they're suggesting is people go to a Maltese bakery and they say, Oh, what do I want today? Do I want one of these delicious pastries with a beautiful ricotta cheese or mushed up peas? And and they're they're successful enough that a large proportion of the Maltese population are buying the one with peas in it.
0: This is true. I'll tell you what, next time I go to Malta, which with this thing going on may not be for some time, but when I go over I will savour both and feedback. You know, you've got to bring
1: some back. I want you to 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 buy some. Are you bringing food back? (laughs) Yeah, you are. Yeah, as long as it's not something like that's dangerous. Butter cheese might look like mushy peas. Yeah, we were going to tell the difference.
2: I have. (laughs) I thought of a very memorable meal. Speaking of memorable meals, and it's sort of keeping in with the American vibes we had. So I remember, I've never been a big steak fan. Um, never really tried it. I wasn't uh, much. I wasn't really into it. Um but I can tell you about the best steak I did ever have. And then it sort of ruined steaks forever for me.
0: I was on board a cruise
2: and it was the, um, uh, what was it called? It was a big ship by Royal Caribbean and Navigator of the Seas. At the time. Korea, was it? No, because I say it's, that, so it's, it's for Royal Caribbean. And it was, um, uh, it, it was Navigator of the Seas. And at the time, this was quite a long time ago now, it was like the third largest ship in the world. Um, so it was a pretty big deal ship, and uh, I, one night I had the steak there and it was the most sensational steak like I've ever had and it had all these crispy onions on the side and stuff. It was just nice. amazing. But it was so good. Like any other steak now sucks. So it kind of I just peaked immediately too soon with my first decent steak and that's it. Steak is basically ruined for me.
1: I think I, I have a steak. The, I had a steak that was up there like that mm. but it was the setting, probably equal, you know, equally the setting mm. really contributed to the to the whole event. It was my yeah. mum's birthday a few years ago when we went to, to uh, Italy on holiday, and on the okay. way down, we decided to drive to Italy, and um, we stopped off on the shores of Lake Geneva, and stayed at a hotel mm-hmm. overnight on the way down. So, and it's beautiful weather. The lake is so still, and um, on the French side of the lake, they've got. Um, like all of these sailboats yeah. and yachts that people take out on the lake because obviously it's mahoosin. And there's this restaurant and the the tables went out onto the jetty. So you're sat uh-huh. kind of in the lake. And I had this incredible, incredible T-bone steak with like this insane garlic butter and the most ridiculous potato dauphinoir you've ever had. And it was just spectacularly good, and I think it kind of does that. Once you've had a steak that good, it's difficult to get another one. It's difficult to replicate that. What I would say, mm. Miller and Carter do very, very good steaks and for pretty reasonably <laughs> priced. I went, I went for with a friend for a meal, and it was about thirty pound each, and that was for a steak, a good steak meal, and glass of two glasses of wine. I think it was or something. Um, and it was specced. It was really good steak. And they tell you they recommend how you have it. And for a decent price, because it's not super cheap, like you go to some place like Spoons and they have steak and you're like, I'm actually OK. But it wasn't yeah. over the top expensive. It was just kind of decent. Not- it was a nice restaurant. I mean, I don't know if you've been to Miller and Carter, but it is very lovely. And it's just a really good steak. See, of... for me that the,
2: the steak now i just wouldn't i wouldn't bother unless i knew it was absolutely top-notch because i don't like steak that much and my only good experiences of steak have been uh, sensational steak basically it i just, would love
1: to try kobe beef you know wagyu i steak. I've had that. have you not steak i've had a, i've had
2: kobe sliders in london oh. um which was pretty cool actually weirdly at a sushi restaurant that's um, yes, because
1: it's Japanese, isn't it? Yeah,
2: yeah. But it was it was um it was quite funny. What's the name of it? It's a famous one. It is uh, Sushi Samba, which is on oh, wow. the top um Do you know it, do you? Have you heard of it? Um it's quite a famous restaurant, yeah. It is, yeah. So we went to Sushi Samba for my birthday. Someone else arranged it. I don't like uh Sushi, so it was an interesting choice. Oh, of good theirs, choice. Good choice. That. Um, So I was like, okay, I don't really like sushi. Oh, even still, I'd be, I'd be, tr- I'd, be tr- I'd happy to try it. But like at their prices, I don't want to gamble. Do you know what I mean? Like sushi numbers were <laughs> well expensive. It wasn't like I'm going to order this seventy pound dish and hate it. You know. Anyway, so I went. So I got a Kobe slider and I got some teriyaki poisson as well, which was that was very good. But the nice. slider, um, it came uh, on a piece of iron girder, like an I beam it was a very interesting <laughs> choice so there's this slider which is like about an inch and a half wide on this 10 inch piece of i-beam which is just like plonked down on the table with drizzled sauces on it it was very bizarre but you know i guess that's
1: finding. was it tasty
2: it was actually um yeah there was because i was with a friend and that and that they, they, and they'd all said you know do you reckon it, is it actually going to taste any different and there was a there was there was a an actual difference in the in the taste that was very obvious even to me and I don't particularly with beef uh, pretend to be any sort of expert but there was a noticeable difference in the taste so you know if you get the chance i would say go for it
1: cuz i mean wagyu beef is like insane it's the mm. the rarest beef in the world and it comes for it to be wagyu beef it has to be like it has to have come from a certain type of cow in Japan, and it can't mm. be. And you, when you buy it, you get it with a certificate of authenticity, which is mad because it's beef. But I thought that was Kobe, because I think no, Wagyu is
2: think basically think Wagyu. Kobe. No, because Kobe is lower than. Sorry, Wagyu is lower than Kobe, though.
1: No, Wagyu is like the legit beef.
2: Um, but I think no, I think you'll find that Kobe is the one that's certified in Japan, and Wagyu is basically using the Japanese technique, but it's much broad, much more widely available. That's why you can go to like um, a vintage inn
1: and they have they have Wagyu beef there. A lot of places. I mean, that may well be the case. I was I was just going to say it's like hella expensive. It's like two yeah. it's a like two hundred dollars per pound. I've just googled it. Um, yeah. An adult cow can sell for up as much as thirty thousand dollars um so if you're looking to invest you can buy a full cow for thirty thousand dollars and you could probably yeah. sell the parts a, sell it for parts more expensive it for parts. it's not it's um. not a dilapidated for <laughs> to the
2: estimate calm down
1: <laughs> but buy a,
2: buy a calf and grow it and then that's where you make your money
1: or you could buy some bull sperm from one of these animals and just make your own wagyu cow um well you and need at least one it. other cow for that. I think it's like, one, Well yeah no but you 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 could find another cow. Uh,
0: maybe maybe we should get back on topic here.
1: Anyway <laughs> yes well speaking <laughs> speaking of burgers right.
0: Mm.
1: Um you guys are forgetting possibly some of the most memorable burgers you've ever had aren't you? Wink oh, wink. No you yes.
2: They just, just tell, the,
1: tell the boys and girls listening it how spectacular like the, that it was. It's a eating. very,
2: very fancy Big Mac, and I don't mean that as a as a slur. I mean that is in like it was very good. It was that it was the taste profile of a Big Mac in terms of you made a Big Mac style sauce, but from scratch, and you did onion. You did you did a lot of the components, but obviously done to a very high standard. Homemade beef patties, et cetera. It was actually when we recorded episodes uh, three and four of it this was we just eaten we them, were not we? Yeah, we'd eaten them uh yeah right before and so yeah that that is true very very good it was a very good burger i can't can't fault it i suppose they so, were all right
1: fault. i feel like we just need to stop recording now after that bit of praise i'm kind of good now boys i don't know about you <laughs> i'm trying we to, were
2: I, very good huh? see i i have another memorable meal to share with you and it's memorable because the food was good but see obviously memorable because more because it was poignant in my food journey i feel um okay i know it's also another american meal so i was very lucky i traveled a lot to america when i was younger but anyway when i was quite small i basically i barely ate like i was a really picky eater and my parents would try everything to try and get me to eat i was one of those sort of kids i just wouldn't really eat um even like when it was the nice stuff like i wasn't a big eater at all anyway we are at disney world on holiday at the contemporary resort uh which is a hotel. If you know Disney, it's on the monorail loop, which if you know what that means, you'll understand. Um, <laughs> For and, those in the know. Yeah. And uh, there's a restaurant there called Chef Mickey's, which is like a family character breakfast place. You sort of went there. If you're on holiday, you'd book in. It wasn't fine dining, but it was about the experience was you're a little kid, et cetera. Um, and they had a full buffet style American breakfast, which, you know, very enjoyable. But this was my parents specifically remember this as being like, the meal I just suddenly begun to eat and I did not stop eating and I went back like plate after plate this is someone who I'm not sure I'd ever cleared a single plate in my life up to this point probably barely even touched like like I was probably known for leaving at least half a meal um on the plate and all of a sudden this breakfast I was smashing back just plate after plate of food and my parents were, like, astonished by it. And I do remember some of the food. It was very good. It was very American and therefore unhealthy. You could include, like, donuts and stacks of hash browns and pancakes and all that. But the point is, I just ate tons. And that's such a memorable meal just because it was, like, a turning point where I suddenly discovered I could eat a lot more food than I ever thought I could.
1: And I think, you know, American breakfast is one of those things that is quite famous in America, the whole diner scene. And I think it, full English breakfast it, the breakfasts. Full English breakfasts are something that I love. Everyone loves a full English breakfast. But I think American breakfast is exciting because it feels like there's no rules. Like we went to, uh, we went to this place. I think it's the Golden Corral, which, again, is not a fancy restaurant. But my parents were like, let's just go somewhere. American breakfast, watch close by? And the, you went in and it's buffet style. And we were kind of walking along the line. And me and my brother, there was steak. There was fried chicken. There's pancakes and waffles and it was, and there was like ice cream, and we, we had the most bizarre breakfast I've ever eaten. But it felt right, you know. And every day I sit down to breakfast. I'm not probably not every day, but I sit down to breakfast, and I do go. I would love to have some fried chicken with this breakfast. And I think fried chicken and waffles is is one of those things where I just sit there and go, Americans are cool, you know. I think when you're sat down, about to go to work, and you're eating Special K or Weetabix. And then you could be eating pancakes or waffles or something sort of typically yeah, I, American. I do feel a bit
2: sad. I completely agree. But equally, we have to look at the correlation between their breakfast choices and their obesity rate. So uh, <laughs> this I, is true. I, this donuts is and muffins for breakfast, I think is amazing. And I've had it on holiday a few times. Americans just thinking of another one. This is another Lakeland uh, place. Um, they love their puns, obviously for, uh, bake places because i was born and bred and this was a this was a donut shop called hole in one nice Um, yeah but one day we got that again like amazing amazing donuts i think i had three which is probably bad but it was a treat whereas there are some people in america who are literally doing that every single day which is worrying to say the least just a little i had
1: a mate who went to mcdonald's well he had they as a family they went to mcdonald's for dinner three times a week what? And that's like a regular, I know, I know. Now, the, like, in the nicest possible way, hmm. he was built, he had the stature of somebody who ate at McDonald's three times a week. Um, and for somebody who worked at McDonald's yeah. for a significant period of time, I went through a phase where I did eat McDonald's quite a lot, and then I go through phases, much longer phases, where I just wouldn't. Hmm. But um, <clears throat> you have the regulars that come in, And you have the regulars that come in and get their coffee. Then you have the regulars that come in and there was one particular guy. And it was funny because he looked exactly like Captain Birdseye. And I cannot stress the extent to which he looked like Captain Birdseye. And he would come in every night at 5.30 and he would order a fillet of fish meal with an (laughs) orange juice. I know, Captain Birdseye, and he ordered a fillet of fish meal. It was perfect. Um, An orange juice and then a a crunchy McFlurry with extra crunchy pieces, but he wouldn't have it stirred.
2: What an animal would he
1: have it stirred. I know. And he was in his probably his seventies and he would sit in the same chair by the window every single day. And then, and I did, I did ask him, I was like, what is it about the fillet of fish that you like? Because it's frankly heinous. It's disgusting. Um, Although if, if if that's what you like, I'm not going to put you off. I don't work for McDonald's anymore. I don't need to do this. It's terrible. Um, and but and I said What was it you like about it He goes oh, I've just always had it You know But um, <laughs> It sounds slightly sad Ending to the story One day He oh, just dear. stopped coming in <laughs> You know what You know, just, you know just what Just stopped He was, the he was weather. sleeping
2: with the fishes I
1: wonder whether The fillets caught yeah, up
2: with him I do is, wonder of all the things I've never even seen one In the um, flesh To be honest with you It feels like so
1: elusive They Well the thing about The fillet is In a place and it, <clears throat> you know, they weren't in,
0: great, were they?
1: They're terrible because you used to cook them and then you put them in the the trays to serve them, and you were only allowed to cook one or two at a time because nobody ever ordered them, and they would sit there mm. for ages. Like sometimes you'd go, I cannot remember when this one was cooked, but somebody would order it, and you have to wait like six, seven minutes for a fillet to cook. So you're like, I'm just going to give them this one. But um my brother worked at a mcdonald's in plymouth and they have a much Mm. more diverse population and they said because they had a larger contingent of muslims in their population they used to keep fillets Mm. cooked fresh because they sold a lot more of them but um in in western supermare the population isn't hugely diverse and hence the fillets Mm. were terrible um we should all go for a
2: fillet of fish when this is all over that would be interesting
1: that could be a good. Log. I think I'll decline. Well, I can't imagine. I can't imagine it's that different to a fish finger sandwich. Yeah, I love a fish finger sandwich, but it's something about buying fish from McDonald's. Maybe we can it's quite fool ourselves by going to the one
2: down in Pool that's near the water, and it will feel like you know we're by the sea, we're eating seafood.
1: Somehow, the fish. <laughs> um, well, speaking of things that are fishy, um, totally off topic though. I watched possibly the worst film I've watched in a very long time this week. Um, uh, the oh, Meg, okay. um, Jason Statham's shark-themed <laughs> yeah. horror movie. It's it's it's, it's honestly one, terrible. I it. um, it's it's it, I watched the whole thing. I committed. Um, I regret it because it was awful. Jason Statham. He plays a very specific he type does. of character, yeah. doesn't he? He's Jason he's definitely... Statham, kind of standoffish. Re- reluctant. Intro. Yes. But in this movie, he has like 50% that and then 50% mm. really nice guy. And the two don't quite mix. And you get this really disjointed, right. like some scenes where he's really like an absolute, like just a dick to some people. And then there's like a child <clears throat> in the scene. And he turns and he talks to the child like he's like a reception teacher. And you're like, I don't understand how in... The same scene. You've just been shouting abuse mm-hmm. at Rain Wilson, and you've just turned around and you're now. It's just yeah. being lovely. Yeah, also, Rain Wilson isn't great. Spectrum, I love him. Is he really of skills. Um, it's just a. It is a terrible I, film.
2: I. Um, and it lives up to the I low budget night. sort of bit. Well, so I'm just. Last we last are night? we are going off topic here, but now as you've done it, I want to just kind of carry on. I'm all caught up currently on Wonder Vision. Who who's okay. Who has seen what? Where are you at? Then? Don't spoil it because
1: I'm watching it. I've yeah, I'm just. Oh my gosh! You two. are you are really bad at staying up to date on. Like bearing what? in mind it's
2: it's thirty <laughs> minutes a week. You chose to watch all of the Meg, and yet you are six episodes behind. <laughs> You're six <laughs> episodes behind.
1: So yeah, I so I I I see that. So I've just moved house, and there's a few things. So Disney Plus is on my PlayStation. And it took me a couple of days just to get around to Priority setting my PlayStation up, up with um, up. Yeah. with the internet. And I've only just, I'm watching it before I moved. So, and I'm watching stuff like I'm watching West that's Wing, true. the venue. Okay, so where, are you, on at where time, are you out of that? Cause I, season three, I like episode that's where nine. I like you were,
2: like, two or three weeks.
1: No, in, in the last three weeks, I've watched, like, the last mm-hmm. bit of season two, and I've watched the first I mean, you nine really episodes be season season um, of season three. Come on well well i i kind of you know i i watch the office is a thing that i watch just like if yeah. i've got a little bit of spare time i watch a bit of the office and i'm also watching through the lord of the rings extended edition with the people i live with at the moment yeah in the evenings so watching time especially in a house yeah. with three children as ben you will know watching time is limited Somewhat. at yeah. you know yeah, yeah, when yeah, the kids be. are around yeah engage. So what are you watching tonight uh, I will we'll be watching the first disc Of The Return of the King First disc, So you're only watching edition. half a film a time So it's like a... Well yeah because each oh, yeah, film it's, is like an, it's like feature an hour and a half An so hour and 45 <laughs> minutes per,
2: per disc well, so. the, sh-
1: the shortest one is like an hour and a half And the longest one is like two and a half hours So both halves of Two Towers I think are two hours each um, and but then like the Return of the King extended is like yeah. four and a half hours long. But that long, means so. tonight you've definitely um, got time then, for at least one episode
2: of One Division, if not two.
1: Yeah, I probably. And I think I I will say yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was really funny, and but there was enough like yeah. almost weird kind of mystery to really keep. It wasn't no, just totally. sitcom like. Well, it was, what I would say is you are great. you I, are I, so I, in the I, dark I in episode it. one. Quite frankly, I could
2: tell you what's going on, and it would make zero sense to you i'm not going to but that's how much of a sort of <coughs> humorous mind bend this this thing is what i would say it, it's really good i really like it it's very different
1: so, yeah I'm, i was i enjoyed
2: ben, it. you're up to date without it. without spoilers are you are you digging it
0: i am so digging it it is amazing um i'll tell you one thing that has just started up again um Apple have just released season two oh, of yeah. For All Mankind, which is their take on what what would happen uh, had yeah. the Russians reached the moon. Oh, surface. cool! And that that is very very good. Um, obviously, it's all fictional, but the storyline is
1: amazing. If I'm honest, um, so I, I would certainly yeah, recommend no, that one if you get the chance. For, for all our Russian listeners, I want to clarify that Ben isn't saying that it, it we don't think you would have got to the moon first we're just saying you know the americans made it there first we're not writing you off we think you're great um but you know just yeah you know, we 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 support that's you russia that's strong. what i'm saying am i doing that this is right? strong support i don't know if we i think i, I You know, say, at some point the russians think... they're going to make a power play and we as am i doing this right we to, need to to, do, we need to, to find ourselves on the right side be like mother <laughs> I'm not saying we defect immediately I'm just saying we leave our options open If they know, because I'm sure Vladimir Always. Putin Is listening right now, if they know That we are we are open to a to a, An alliance um, They may not destroy maybe us not. so swiftly it, Maybe you're right uh, Terms and Always. conditions apply Of course um, <laughs> Totally, di- well on that note actually I saw something really interesting today Which did make me kind of giggle Because it's a, a very American mm-hmm. thing to do Um Apparently, there was a genuine plan during the Cold War to detonate a nuclear weapon on the moon um, as a show yeah, of genius. force. Genius. Genius. I want to let that sink in for a second. Can you imagine if they'd done that? They explode the moon, right? And then it clatters down to Earth and the whole Earth is destroyed. And the president who would have been the president at that time? Uh, in the time? Reagan. like the 70s. That's like Reagan, isn't it? Yeah. Reagan's going, oh, we've made a mistake here, boys. Um, it's, uh, it's all gone a bit wrong.
0: I I think the mistake would have been evident, uh, you know, from the the massive tidal surge uh, that would have occurred uh, due to the moon's yes. gravity controlling our oceans. Brilliant. Just putting Freedom that out. God, God, we gone so re- re- far re- off topic. Reel re- re-
2: it back re- into re- food. And I tell you what, let's <laughs> throw out a very recent food controversy that blew up on Twitter. I think Sam. I think was it Sam or Ben? One of you guys put it in. A- I had. I, had yeah, I shared it, already, it in our group chat, and that was that the the good people or the former good people of Wheatabix uh, d- suggested uh, a good Weetabix. use for their product for breakfast was to have beans on Weetabix.
1: Yes, they are not I'm Russia. Have to climb I'm confident every time. Um, it, it was it was terrible, and the way I'm going to see if I can Sorry. find it in our group chat because the way that people. Yeah. piled onto them um
2: was it was very funny hilarious. I, do, I do agree with you there it um, was very funny <laughs> um yeah loads of different other corporate entities on twitter just jumped on it and uh tweeted back some pretty funny stuff
0: not just corporate entities you you had people yeah. from, the nhs world from health uh, didn't they nhs
1: yeah world, <laughs> health. You had the NHS. Yeah, world,
0: world health organization um, you you even had local police departments saying that whilst, yeah. whilst this may be a yeah. crime, yeah, no, I mean, cool that's
1: pretty funny. <laughs> uh, let's see if I can find it. Doo-doo.
2: I'm just scrolling. but while Sam looks for that, that, my real question was going to be: Do you feel there are any other genuine food controversies out there?
1: Yeah. Okay, pineapple on. pizza <laughs> So <laughs> okay. I have thoughts on this um i got a really interesting book for christmas called salt acid fat and heat i think it was yeah. called salt fat acid heat and basically the point is is it's not a recipe book it talks instead about um like how different flavors work together and how teaching you like the basic principles yeah. of flavor and from there you're then able to put your own recipes together and from a basic flavor perspective, and I feel bad saying this because I'm not generally a fan of pineapple on pizza, but it's genuinely scientific that when you add something sweet and acidic to like something that is gem- like fatty, like pizza, it improves mm. the flavor profile. Which is why, which is why you have tomatoes because tomatoes and you put that with cheese. The tomato is sweet and acidic, the cheese, and it works. Now, adding the pineapple on there is controversial, but scientifically is justified. And this is a, I,
0: I, I
2: am not a fan <laughs> of it personally. I'll put it out there. But, you know, to eat, I, I'm not also going to take offence at someone putting pineapple on their pizza. If that's what they really want, I don't mind.
1: If if it's the only pizza available, I'll eat it. See, I, wouldn't. I actually wouldn't
2: eat it. I would. I dislike it. I'm not a fan of it. Oh, at okay. all. I would never choose it. And I wouldn't eat a, a pizza with pineapple on. Um, but I'm, you know, I, understand, I'm, I don't have the immense hatred that some people do have for those who do like it on their pizza. That's just, that's their choice.
1: It's, I'm, I'm an adventurous eater. Like I like a lot of food. There isn't anything that I wouldn't try once. Um, and because of that you know i just like i just like to eat basically and i'll basically eat anything the one thing that i refuse to eat and it anno- it genuinely annoys me when people eat right. it because it's it's pasta plain pasta with cheese on it i mean i wouldn't have that now this is a thing i know like i don't get it like it's a, like it's genuinely a thing that people eat and i at secondary school they'd have like you to go to the pasta bar and they'd have your plain penne pasta and they had this horrible tomato sauce that they would put on top that was basically ketchup with bits in it and then there was cheese now i wouldn't eat any of that because it just was offensive Scroll back and ask pasta. you're telling me your secondary school had a pasta bar well crazy. no so Fantastic. it was a it, that was pasta bar is it wasn't that grand it was you can have pasta with some tomato sauce and cheese but they were kind of set out in separate things and you could choose what you wanted from the set of ingredients so it was technically a pasta bar but it it, the product the end product was so offensive to italian cuisine (laughs) i never ate it some people people skipped the tomato sauce and just had plain pasta with cheese and they were like "Mm, this is so yummy i eat this at home and you're like why why the the world of pasta is so extensive and so beautiful like italian food is so good and what you've effectively done is forget hundreds if not thousands of years of development leading to exceptional italian cuisine i'm going to have some plain pasta that's slightly undercooked with some plasticky out of the bag cheese it's not okay
2: <laughs> well okay the i mean to, to the each their point. own but, all right valid point <laughs> i think it's a valid point sam I think it's, you know, calm down. I'd say take a breath. It's just pasta. But you're entitled to have your opinion on that. That's fine. See, Boaz likes quite, he loves pasta, but he does like it quite plain. But he's very young. So when your kids are young, a lot of flavors are very intense for them. Even as to adults, they're not. So slowly trying to introduce more sauces to his pasta. And honestly, all he has, his favorite food in the world, is pasta with tomato passata on it. That's it. Well, it's just
1: tomato, oh, no. is But he loves it. That's I, that's not... Again, that's, well, that's I mean, not okay. I'm speaking directly to your child now. If, if you're listening you what, out there, you you need to yeah, get on the flavour wagon. grow up, you know, or babies and then into
2: toddlers. And, you know, they start off on milk and rust biscuits. Like, <laughs> Thank like
1: well, you for talking through the life of a child. Kids grow up. Babies and, become and, toddlers. And their
2: flavour, you know, acceptance grows with that slowly. <laughs> You know, I would, yeah, okay. I would say I get, I invite maybe you. Maybe I want to try and feed four
1: and five year olds a flavorsome meal. We had curry last night and that, in the house how, I live in. That was, was the exciting. Kids? They love that. And we have, we have um, one and a half, three and a half, well, almost four, yeah. like literally four next yeah, week and pretty, then six. I
2: mean, I'm, I'm assuming the one and a half year old didn't have um, curry. That would, um, that would be quite intense for them.
1: Oh, yeah. think curry, I away, yeah. A spicy curry then. No, it wasn't a spicy curry, it was like one of the out of the jar curries. But he um he did. He put he had curry in it was and he thoroughly like enjoyed whole, a homemade yeah, poppadom Like, was, like it, you, know,
2: you see them. They're pretty messy, it's just like rubbing curry salt into their eyes and screaming as the chilies, like ah! and the curry powder kicks in in their eyes. of the
1: three, he's he's actually possibly the most adventurous eater. He's hilarious. He um he what did he have the other night? What do we have? We had something, and then angels like pasta bake, and we had angel delight. delight. And the pasta bake managed to get out by his ear, and then he was eating the Angels delight, and the other two didn't like it. But he basically put a th- put away almost three lots of this angel sure. delight because he was just loving it. And towards the end, he couldn't get the spoon, get anything out left on the spoon, so he's putting his hand inside and he was just yes. go, like rubbing it on his face. It's brilliant. That's the freedom <laughs> I want to have in a restaurant. No, Actually, it isn't. it isn't. But I feel like. There's a stigma around, you know, at restaurants. Oh, you can't be a messy eater. And I'm not a messy eater. But, you know, I just feel like, let's be messy. Let's go to a burger restaurant. You know, yeah, that's fine. You go to
2: like Seven Bone. They give you a roll of kitchen paper, you know, because you are going to get messy. But if you go to like a fine dining restaurant,
0: you're meant to get messy. They do not
2: expect you to
0: I can kind of understand why a Mm. fine dining establishment would
1: get. (laughs) We're just rubbing angel delight on your face. Like we don't even serve angel delight. (laughs) Um, I do quite like the thought of fine dining, though. I haven't really got the budget to do fine dining, ever. Um, But I've I've had the opportunity at some points to eat some fine dining food, and um, And it's very. I have had lobster. In fact, one Christmas, we went to a restaurant for Christmas dinner. And I had Surf and turf for wow, Christmas dinner. Amazing. It was great.
2: Yeah, fair enough.
1: Have you had Lobster Ben? I can't.
0: There is... There. A, I'm a bit of a fussy eater. If I'm there
2: honest. is a... a I'd boring, like to try, try to this it. crab restaurant <laughs> that's really famous. Have, do, you, do you guys ever watch the Richard iowardi series Travel Man? Have you ever seen that? Yeah, I love that. So he yes, goes to Miami yes. with um, that... the comedian's name is Rob is Norman, I can't think of his last name he does the skit about the million candle power torch and all that um, anyway, that but they go to this very very famous um, uh, crab restaurant um, and like they describe it as like you get the nice. claw, and you have to crack the claw. And by the end of it, they're like, <laughs> they it's, said, it's, it's like meat lollipops. They're like, I'm not sure who's eating who here. If I'm eating the crab, or if the crab is eating me at this point, and they just like, and neither of them have particularly been like, say, they're fi- seafood fans, but their reaction alone made me think that looks amazing. They were so into the food.
1: I, I love seafood, like fish. Um, shellfish squid octopus i like sushi um i just seafood is probably my favorite category of food i think it's pretty i had an amazing lobster roll once in like a brioche bun that was mm. spectacular um and i just think it's amazing and i really i genuinely feel for people that have shellfish allergies because i'm like yeah. you're just missing out on some absolute You say as you throw beauty. your lobster
2: claws back at them. Ah, just rub it
0: in your face <laughs> like, more lobster for me. Um...
2: <laughs> as you sit on your tower of empty carcasses of crustaceans. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that's a good turn. Um, I was thinking about the teller. We've talked a lot yes. about American food experiences. And I will say one of the most entertaining food experiences of my life had actually very little to do with the consumption yeah, of the food. We went, and we were at the Space Centre. We had mm. just eaten some like breakfast sandwiches that we got. And my brother is holding out his breakfast sandwich just to kind of assessing it, because as is often the case mm. in America, the food is quite large. And he um, was about to take his bite, and this crow flies down, and just takes his whole sandwich yeah, yeah. out of his hands and flies away. And I'm just sat there <laughs> noshing away on my sandwich, enjoying it thoroughly, uh, watching my brother with a look That's of abject misery That's on his bummer. face. And that almost made my sandwich taste I've, better.
0: I've got a similar story, actually. It's secondhand, hand, mind. Um, my, my mother and father went over to Swanage. Uh, around this time last year, it was pre-COVID and all of that rubbish. Uh, they bought a portion of fish and chips, and Dad wanted a fish cake, so he, he bought fish cake as well. And uh, as they sat down on a bench watching the sea, ready to tuck in, Dad uh, picked up his fish cake to have a bite of it, and as he was lifting it to his mouth, a seagull swoops in, takes a chunk out of the fish cake, but it swooped down oh, at such what? an angle it took that a is chunk out of Dad No way!
1: That no, was yeah, I wasn't expecting a lot more extreme than, extreme
2: than, than I was oh, expecting. Oh, he's eat the fish
0: cake. Oh dear. He's like, no, he ate his nose. <laughs> no. Yeah, um, yeah it That dad, dad came back with this story. That, oh, Blim and seagull stole my fish cake. I'm all grumpy. Blim and seagull and, stole uh, my he, nose. he didn't mention anything, and then, then, yeah, then mum mentioned that it got him on his nose, and I
1: look at dad, and I see these two beak marks down the side of his Brilliant. nose, and it's like. I mean, yeah, Spanky, I from what you've said <laughs> and from what we know about you, um, you... you there. I've got to say this nicely. There are certain stereotypes <laughs> about the British people. Um, and you fit them okay. so perfectly, right? Let's, let's just quite talk through. You're quite, quite. grumpy. Um, you, you, you're I'm grumpy, so days, grumpy. Yes. You like steam trains. Um, you like plain food and don't like anything that has flavour, from what you've basically described to us, and you drink copious amounts of cider. Now, <clears throat> that, you could not be more quintessentially the West or the South, mm. the, the West country than that, really. And I'm from the West country. We oh, tried yeah. I get We, did. we literally my did. What, don't laugh. We Western literally country. did. <laughs> we basically said Oh yeah, we did actually. What well, so what's it gonna be? Grumpy Grumpy hater of flavour, um, drinks too much and likes trains. Sounds no. good. Knowing your luck, you'd attra- attract somebody who was all about clean energy and uh, a vegan who drinks no alcohol. She had that somewhere yeah that, that 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 could be an argument i can think she could be broken. perfect for you um in fact i think this is something that we need to and invest gonna our be, time maybe we're going to spend the time um, between
2: season three and season four <laughs> finding ben's eco warrior vegan girlfriend and then season four we'll report back and we'll let you know
1: yeah so if any of our listeners <laughs> particularly our russian listeners um know Eco, eco warrior, <laughs> vegan women who might be interested in dating a a, a tech a technological luddite who dislikes flavour. Mm, um, get in contact. Am I doing this right? At gmail.com oh, Brilliant. I agree. I think I we've agree. achieved something oh. today, boys. We've discovered what Ben's perfect um, girlfriend would be.
0: I, I still haven't found the, the will
1: to dislike you. And <laughs> it's too much effort to dislike <laughs> us. And then you could have a romantic meal mm. of beans with Weetabix
2: there you go. For, your,
1: for your date. Wow. Potato I and mean Weetabix
0: with beans.
1: I um, it's yeah. one half a dozen of the other, really, isn't it? Are you are you having beans on Weetabix? Or are you having a bowl of beans in which you dip Weetabix?
0: <laughs> and on that bombshell,
1: something for another day, I think. <laughs> hey, also you could use. I'm just thinking off the top of my head now. I might, I might go into partnership with Weetabix and Heinz here, um, and we could do soup, Heinz soup with mini Weetabix croutons. Um, you could do what else to Heinz sell ketchup, but you could do it with. I don't know. No, I've, I'm lost. Well, we'll go for soup with crouton. Wheatabix croutons. That's my idea for the day. That's my recommendation, people. Go and try it. Get some chicken soup and put some okay. Weetabix, mini Weetabix in it and let us know how it is.